Hello, everybody. It's Cole Cruz, and you are listening to the KC at the Movies podcast. Welcome to part two of the bonus podcast episode. Uh, we looked at the picks and predictions last night or yesterday, and uh, this will be part two. The recap of the 94th Academy Awards, or if you will, the re-slap, um, alluding to what actually transpired this evening, or, uh, or looking at it, I mean, look, still look at the moment, but looking at yesterday, uh, what actually happened. I was um, originally supposed to jump straight on here after the awards happened, um, and talk about, um, you know, my, my thoughts and uh, and what actually happened with the winners and, and what I thought of the ceremony and all that stuff. And then something happened. Something happened during the uh, the broadcast. I also as well uh, had planned to go see Jujutsu Kaisen Zero as well tonight. And um, I, I thought it would go, come home. I'd, I'd say that I come home because it was a quick, pretty early session. And then I'd talk about all this stuff. But I came home and I really needed to think more about like how I'm going to tackle all this and how I'm going to be um, gathering my thoughts about what actually happened and went down. Um, so look, enough chit chat. Let's just get straight into it. Um, I'll talk about the winners in a second, but I feel like we need to address the 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 uh, the elephant in the room here, the or the the slap across Chris Rock's face um, from Will Smith at the uh, at the Oscars. Um, so basically, if you didn't know what happened, if you if you haven't been in, uh, in the know this evening or um, in the last, let's say eight seven hours. The uh, yeah, the Oscars happened. The Oscars did happen. It it did get aired, um, mind you, forty minutes over than what it usually would <laughs> would do. And even though they're trying to go short, but uh, I'll talk about that later. Um, and then something happened in the middle of the broadcast. Something happened. Something odd happened in the middle of the uh, the ceremony. Um, Chris Rock was producing. Uh, sorry, not producing. He was presenting uh, the award for best documentary. And uh, you know, he's a comedian. He comes on stage. He's, he's making a few jokes for his uh, his before, before introducing the award while introducing um, the award, and you know, he makes a few jokes here and there. They're pretty funny. Um, and then he gets to Jada Pinkett Smith and makes a GI Jane joke. Says that he was he's gonna uh, looking forward to her in GI Jane two, and uh, you know, there's some laughter in the crowd. You know, because it's just a tame joke and. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, not too happy about that one. Not too happy about the G.I. Jane 2 joke. Um, and then they cut to Chris Rock, and it's just, it's, it's, it's a literal cut from a wide, it's a, it's a wide shot of, of uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, you cut to Chris Rock, and then Chris Rock, can, he's, he can see something happening in front of him, but I think he's still playing with the joke, and he says, oh, something's, you know, what, what, what's happening here? Will Smith walks over to him, and um, slaps him right across the face, physically assaults him, um, and it, it it looks like a joke at first because Chris Rock first of all takes it like a champ, takes it like a champ, and then actually says, "Holy shit, I just got the shit slapped out of me by Will Smith," and the whole thing looks like a fucking bit. It looks like a whole, uh, you know, it looks like a whole elaborate bit that um, has, has, you know, has went down. But then Will Smith sits down and 
repeatedly says, I mean, about three times, I think he drops the F-bomb, says, bitch, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And keeps actually saying it. And every, you can tell everyone about him. Like, I, I think I spotted Lupita Nyong'o behind him. Uh, <laughs> just like her facial expressions were changing all throughout. Um, there's a great collage as well of all, the, of all the celebrities that were freaking out during this whole debacle. And yeah, he just keeps saying, uh, keep my wife's name at your fucking mouth. Now, in the American broadcast, uh, they cut the audio actually when bef- well, while Chris Rock said, oh shit, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. They cut the audio and then for the next, I guess, minute and a half or while Will Smith was exchanging words, uh, colorful words, might I add, from his seat up to Chris Rock on stage where Chris Rock is trying to reel from the slap and trying to, you know, play, play, keep playing on and, you know, the show must go kind of thing and uh, present the award for best uh, documentary, which he does. He still gets through it. He still We still get presented and Summer of Soul takes it. And Quest Love delivers a really heartwarming speech, but people are still talking about what the fuck just happened. People are not listening to Quest Love right now. They're, they're thinking about what the fuck just happened between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Um, yeah, so... That was during the American broadcast. The sound was cut. I live in Australia. I saw this on 7 Plus. This audio was not cut from the Australian broadcast. Uh, first of all, the shit was dropped. So like the, the uh, you know, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. That was cut. Uh, that was um, uh, aired. That unbleeped, uncensored, aired. And then when Will Smith continues to say, keep my wife, uh, name at your fucking mouth. That also was aired and uncensored. And I looked at my housemate because we're both just witnessing this moment and we're just like, what the fuck is going on? Is this a joke? That has to be a joke, right? And he's, he's saying that has to be a bit. And I'm just saying, I don't think so because ABC and, and Disney, well, I mean, Disney owns ABC, but like they, they, they don't, they want their broadcast to be a squeaky clean. It's an elite ceremony. They want their thing to be squeaky clean. No F-bombs. We're not the fucking Golden Globes here. So... They want their whole broadcast to be, you know, um, nice and clean. A clean, uh, a radio edit, if you will. Um, and uh, Will Smith is dropping three F-bombs. And uh, it's not just some random homeless bloke coming off the street or, or, or some random, uh, you know, crack addict coming off the street. It's Will fucking Smith. A-list actor Will Smith is saying fucking, fucking, fucking on live television and I'm just looking at my houseman I'm like there's no way they would even let Will Smith say this like this this would not be aired on live TV I think the audio would have been cut and it's funny we talk about that because not even like seconds after they went straight to commercial break right and apparently during the commercial break Will Smith was consoled by Denzel Washington Bradley Cooper Tyler Perry about you know calm down brush it off and uh we cut. We come back, and everything's all normal. Um, everything is, you know, it, it's all sweet. It's like nothing has fucking happened. Where we literally just saw a man assault someone else on stage, another man on stage on live television, and I guess it just does. Want to act like none of that happened? Like, oh, no, 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 that's that was all a thing, and that's what is leading people to believe that like this is a bit, this is a joke, this is a whole unscripted thing. Sorry, this is a whole scripted thing that because you know they want to keep the 
Oscars relevant. They were shooting for more ratings this year, actually, as well, which um, we'll be talking about that um, after this as well, which is just odd. Um, but yeah, the, it doesn't, but to me, it doesn't feel like a joke. I'm like, no, that looks real. That, that looks real. They wouldn't let him swear as well on live TV three times. He looks generally upset. He was crying. Um, but, and Chris Rock is not that great of an actor. Look, he's a good comedian, but he's not that great of an actor in my opinion. And I mean, like if you liked him in Spyro, fine, but He's not that great of a dramatic actor, and the way he played that off was not—it was not acting. That looked looked like he was shit, like he got his shit rocked, and he was like shook of from that exchange, and um, that shit did not look like a joke. And then you find out that later on, it's not a joke. It actually did happen. Will Smith wins for best actor, talks about it in his speech, which again we'll talk, get to, get to in a minute. And he, uh, yeah, he talks about it in his speech and then Chris Rock decides not to file charges against him uh, like hours later on. But what I want to do, I want to look at the situation closely because uh, there's there's some things here that I don't think many people are picking up. They're really looking at just like the whole, the whole, the, the one exchange, the whole, just the, the slap itself, the, the, the mouthing off and everything. But I want to look at how Will Smith handled this situation because it was quite poor in my opinion. And the way he tries to get out of it with his speech and everything just really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and yeah, it was just really, uh, really just weird and shitty, I think. Um, so, okay, let's just put you in the shoes of, uh, of Will Smith here. A comedian comes on stage. It's Chris Rock, one of one of the prolific comedian Chris Rock. Um, he makes a few jokes. They're pretty funny. He makes another joke um, about your, you know, your wife, and um, it, it's a pretty lowbrow joke, but it's a, it's a joke. It's it's still a joke. And look, I'm going to be honest. I'm a, like I I'm a I'm a fan of all like I mean I what am I trying to try to say? I like jokes i even i i not really minded uh when they uh i don't really mind when they go that low or when because it's still just a fucking joke it's a joke and this is what comedians do um but it was a shit joke all right it was a pretty shit joke i know chris rock can do better than that in terms of like not roasting the person but he can fight you can do a better joke than that like that was a shit fucking joke and uh and to come from chris rock as well like an absolute legendary comedian to make a joke like that, what the, no, what the fuck? Um, just, just really, it's a shit joke. Bad joke, bad taste. Um, and, uh, yeah, but what's worse is how the other person handled it, in my opinion. So, yeah, I will, I will acknowledge, yes, it was a shit joke from Chris, Chris Rock. Um, but I think the way Will Smith handled this was worse. And we'll get, we'll, we'll talk about that right now. So, um, back on Will's, Will's shoes, he makes a joke about your, you know, your, your partner and, and you kind of brush it off. By the way, uh, if you look at the footage, he's fucking laughing at the joke. He's laughing at it. Uh, so you have a little chuckle. You're like, <laughs> you're brushing it off. You're doing what Daniel Washington told you in the commercial break. Brush it off. 
Don't worry about it. Make it up at the Oscars. Well, like I think uh, P Diddy said something about we'll talk about the at the uh, at the party and, and trying to um, and work it out. You know, and peace and love. You know, all that that kind of thing. Um, so you do. You brush it off. You laugh. You laugh. It cuts. Now during the cut, I reckon something's happened. Either Jada Pinkett Smith has nudged him and said something like, "You better fucking do something," or she's looked at him. Now her reaction to the joke is. She like shakes her head and rolls her eye. And and while I'm talking about Jada, um, not really a fan of her at all, to be honest. Uh, she, I honestly think that Jada Pinkett Smith is like a very, just a very humorless, dull, rotten person. Anyway, um, just of all the stuff that she's done over the years, and uh, she's cheated on Will, uh, and that's actually happened. Um, the way she handled the Tupac situation with the All Us and Me biopic um, was just also in poor taste. And I don't know, she just strikes me as a very humorless, dull, shitty person. And uh, I'm just not fond of her. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just, um, every time I see her, I just, I just I look like, she just looks fucking miserable. And I, I'm like, you don't, ex, you know, incite anything in anyone, I don't think. Um, yeah. Really, really, really like a really humorless and dull person, in my opinion. I'm not going to go any further than that because the thing is not about Jada Pickett-Smith. It's about Will Smith. So um, she, ta- she, you know, she reacts like that. Will has a laugh. Will talks to, uh, uh, doesn't talk to anyone, but like he, uh, he, he certainly gets a nudge. Something has happened where they cut between the wide shot with him and Jada and then they cut to the fucking mid shot on stage with Chris Rock. And then Chris Rock is reacting to something that's coming towards him. And he, um, something, so something's happened. So you get up. Now here's what I would do. I'd probably, if I found the joke bad, which apparently I fucking didn't, I laughed at it. So visibly laughed at it. It's fucking, there's a footage, there's footage of me laughing at it. So there's no way I can get out of this. I fucking laughing at it. It was, I was on tape laughing at this joke, having a chuckle to myself. I was probably saying like, oh, like, you know, I was probably in trying to brush it off. Like, you know, that was a pretty, you know, it could have been lowbrow, lowbrow joke. I was trying to brush it off, but I was still having a bit of a chuckle to myself. And we handled that. Now I would probably... If I was a decent person or if I was uh, handled the situation much, much better, I would have maybe taken Chris Rock, uh, maybe talk to him after ceremony and say, bro, that was not funny. That was not a funny joke. I didn't like what you said and please don't make that joke again. Or, you know, I would have probably said something, I probably uh, would have said something a little more, like, could be like something more threatening. But well, something like Will Smith, you look at someone like Will Smith and you're like, bro, you feel like a very very chill person, he's very like, just don't do that again, alright, just don't do that again, and who knows, they probably talked to the party afterwards and, and made up, I don't, I don't know, um, I don't want to get into that though, so, I maybe would have had some words of him after the show and just said, don't do that again, that's that's not fucking on dude, don't do that, I know you're a comedian, I know you make jokes, but like, come on, just don't do that, you know it was a shitty joke, I know, you, you, like, you don't have to do that. And you've uh, offended me. You've upset my wife. Um, so, and look, jokes, they can, 
they're out for people's opinions. People can people can take them well. People can't like can't take it. It's not about like not sorry. It's not about not taking jokes and uh, and not taking them well and not and actually taking them. It's just like yeah, there's going to be jokes that do offend other people. But if other people find them funny, it's not just your opinion that matters. Sorry. Um, that's just the thing. That's what I just think about those kind of jokes in general. But um. So I might would have done that. I'll tell you what I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have got up from my seat and sauntered over like a fucking Tommy Shelby Peaky Blinders kind of cunt and slapped a man or what seems to be a friend in the industry across the face, hard as shit, in front of everyone, thousands of people at the Dolby Theatre on live television at one of the most prestigious award shows of the year. I'll tell you what, that's what I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have handled it like that. But that's what Will Smith did. That's how he handled it. He decided to get up and take some action. Where at first, he looked like he was enjoying it. But he decides to get up and uh, take action. So I, honestly, I think something's happened. Like, oh shit, she's looked at me. I need to do something. I need to take action. So in the first place, you weren't protecting your lady. I'm sorry, but you weren't. You laughed at the joke, and you were just wanted to keep going. And that, if you want to brush it off, that's cool. But then you make the decision to, and first of all, when you're standing up for your ladies, guys, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't fucking assault someone. You gotta be a fucking dickhead to assault someone. Um, and I, and some of the Will Smith to do something like that as well. People look at Will Smith that he's he's a bit of a family man. He's a bit of a crowd pleaser, and to do that, he would have like shattered like his image after this. Like he would have he would there would have been there's there's probably a lot of conversations happening right now about his career. Hopefully, like there's will be something done. Because here's what I found found even stranger. While I find the while I find the behavior of Will Smith absolutely disgusting and deplorable, and um, deplorable, what the Academy how they, how they choose to handle it is even more baffling. Because after the slap, he continues to again saunters back like a Tommy Shelby character, sits down is allowed to stay at the ceremony after he just physically fucking assaulted someone, is allowed to stay at, stay at the ceremony, is then given best actor, which is, you know, out of all this, he probably, it was too late, he's been voted best actor, that's what he's been voted by the Academy, he's getting the award, is allowed to go on stage, get the Oscar for best actor, which should have went to Andrew Garfield, Guess, get the best doctor, uh, the best actor Oscar. My God, I'm losing, losing the plot here. Get the uh, best actor Oscar. Make a speech, right? Make a speech about love and being a vessel of love. Let, let, let me remind you what just happened about um, 45 minutes ago. The man physically assaulted someone on fucking live television. And he's talking about being a vessel for love and being called upon by God to be some sort of vessel for love or some shit like that. 
and trying to protect his family. You shouldn't be protecting your family in that kind of way because what kind of a fucking example does that send your fucking children? That just shows that you are immature, first of all, immature, can't handle your emotions. That is the definition of toxic masculinity and is definitely the the wrong way to handle that situation. It's where it's like, well, to, fit, to fix that, to, to counteract to that, First of all, it's so ironic to be playing a father in a, in a fucking biopic about you know two of the you know best tennis players on the, on the on the planet to be that kind of prolific father saying about a King Richard wanted to protect his family. I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't think King Richard would have uh, have fucking hit someone um, in front of all of your peers and all of the people that you've been with o- over the years and people that kind of probably respect you probably do, do respect you, probably still respect you actually because I saw a lot of people fucking clapping after that and continued. Like I said, the man was allowed to fucking stay inside the venue while people were clapping and laughing about it. And then he gets to make jokes during his fucking Oscar speech. About how his mum's in a knitting club or some shit like that. If that was any other person, they would be evicted from the venue. First of all, they'd be taken by security. First, That's another thing we're going to talk about. Where the fuck was the security during this whole thing? If that was a, if a normal person, if that was someone in the venue, let's say you're at a comedy club, let's say you're heckling someone, and he goes up and slaps the comedian and he sits back down, you'd be tossed out of the fucking venue on the street. You'd be out on the street, cunt. You'd be out on the street. Even if it was just something more prestigious, not even just the comedy club, it would have been something more prestigious. You'd be out on the street. You'd be tossed out because of uh, inappropriate behavior. Let's start with that one. But the man was allowed to sit back down, cheered on by his fucking peers, cheered on by everyone behind him. And then you, after as well, the Academy has the fucking balls to say that they don't condone violence. Sorry, but allowing someone to sit back down after doing some, some, some a deplorable act like that, allowing them to sit back down, accept their fucking speech, make jokes during the speech, and fucking feel so much guilt while, while delivering this, this fucking pathetic dribble. Oh, you don't condone violence. Well, cert- I think you fucking certainly do if you allow to allow yourself to let these things happen and just let the fucking ceremony happen. Brush it under the, under the rug. Like, you didn't just have someone c- commit an act of violence on stage. I'm sorry, but that, that, you stopped the show there. You Something should be done. You throw him out of the venue. That's what's baffling me the most. That, that how they handled that situation not only been handled by Will Smith, but also been handled by the Academy and everyone involved with the whole ceremony, the venue, and just everything. Now, I could there could be an, a further investigation could be thrown into this, and 
you know, there, there might be something happening or um, there could be some consequences, which I really hope they fucking are, because what does that tell you about the uh, rich and elite getting away with so much fucking shit? It makes it so much worse when it's someone oh, like you will get that if that happens to anyone normal like or a normal civilian, they're thrown in the venue. They're done. They won't be allowed back at the venue. But if you're an A-list celebrity with a few fucking movies under your belt and now an Oscar that you're going to win, you get to what sit pretty and stay and then just fucking get make a few jokes, get everyone laugh at you and 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 be fucking I guess praised for how you protected your family. Fuck off. Just fucking, what does it say about our society and how, again, I'll, ever, I'll fucking say it again, rich people like these, like, like Will Smith, get to get away with something like this and not have any consequences. Now, again, I'm going to reiterate, I might be wrong. There could be a further investigation thrown into this and there's going to be consequences. But in the moment of time that I watched, that I, that I witnessed live on live television in Australia, nothing was fucking done. Nothing. It was it was like it was didn't fucking happen. It was like it was thrown under the rug. Like we like that 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 didn't just happen. Like it was just thrown under the rug. And we continued with his ceremony. I might add that immediately after Questlove gave a really moving speech about Summer of Soul, which is a fantastic documentary, by the way, if you haven't seen it, about Summer of Soul. But everyone's still talking about what happened. And then it's it looks bad for Will Smith as well because they're not going to be talking about your win for best Oscar, even though you've uh, best, best acting Oscar, even though you've been like you've had so many shots. I think it was eight, seven or eight nominations for best actor he's had, and then you finally won one. But dude, no one's going to be talking about your win. Everyone's going to be talking about your punch. So that's what I feel about um, the situation. And I, um, I'm not a fan of, I wasn't a fan of it, to be honest. I wasn't, um, I wasn't a fan of it. And, uh, that's, that's just how I feel. I apologize if I got too, um, riled up there, a bit passionate because I just, it really pissed me off and it really rubbed me the wrong way that someone like Will Smith can get away with something like that, that on live television can, 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 nothing was done. Nothing. There is no repercussions immediate repercussions because of that um yeah no that's that's all i'm going to say on uh on that situation i think the microphone fucking fell down a bit uh that's what i'm going to say about that situation but um yeah i feel like something should be done i don't feel will i don't feel like will smith should be invited for the oscars i think he should be have a this is what i think should happen I think you should have a ban from the Oscars, possibly have his Oscar revoked. Um, and I feel like, yeah, he should be banned from the Oscars for a while, really. I really feel like he should be banned for a while. Maybe a little hiatus ban. And just to send a message that this is not done. Because clearly, Academy, you condone violence. So yeah, that's 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 what I want to say about that. Let's leave that it that there. Um, I want to get into my general thoughts actually about the ceremony because it was also, it was a weird look. It was a weird ceremony. Um, it wasn't as dull as last year's um, ceremony. Like I mentioned in the part one, that 
um, it was kind of dull and it was kind of like meandering. It was like, it was just a weird off vibe. But for some reason, I felt like this year was even worse. <laughs> like it wasn't, I, I, I know I just said it wasn't as bad, but in terms of content and everything, I just feel like it was even worse. So let's start with some really terrible decisions made by the Academy uh, early this week. First of all, they announced that sound, film editing, costume design, I think was makeup and hairstyling and production design, were going to be done off air. <laughs> like those aren't an integral part of making a fucking movie. <laughs> like it was, it was going to be done off air. How fucking disrespectful is that? To not present those awards on air. To just say that, that like, that, no, that's the thing. Like, that is not an integral part of making a fucking film. No, these are the most prestigious ones. This is what really matters. The acting, the directing, and and, and everything like that. And, and, and the uh, I think it was the score as well, which was done. It was pretty much all the technical categories. This is how I feel when I don't when I really feel like stunts should be put in as a category at the uh, Oscars because fucking hell, that's an integral part of making a, a film as well, especially an action film, especially, um, you know, the hurt that they go through and the bodies they put on the line. But no, let's just talk about the people that, um, and look, I, like I, re- I do respect all these, the, the categories, like the, the acting and the directing and everything, but there's other people that work on the film. This is what this is what I don't get with where the academy's priorities lie because I just am baffled by the decision to do these awards off screen. So I believe what happened during the broadcast in Australia was they were because I found out the awards like I found out the wins straight away. Um, they were just announced. Um, they were just put up online that they had won, and I'm like. Okay, so that those there's those awards, but then you like yeah, you fucking they put it in the broad. It's really weird. They put it in the broadcast. They edit it into the broadcast, and they just they they say what the nominees are, and then the winner, and then the winner gets like maybe thirty forty seconds of a speech, and then is rushed off stage. How fucking disrespectful is that? To those people that worked on the, to those people that work in those departments that work on the film, I just don't understand where the academies lie and the decisions that are made every fucking year to improve them. And apparently, the reason was to cut time. But if we look at what actually happened this evening, the Academy Awards went over by forty-five minutes almost. So well done with that one, you fucking dickheads. Um, so yeah, I, I felt very strongly about that, how that was another thing that was maddening before the whole Will Smith debacle uh, was the fact that they were going to present those awards, those very important awards off screen. Um, yeah. I, that really rubbed me the wrong way. That was the first one that really rubbed the wrong way. But we'll get into all the other things that uh, happened as well. Another thing that really happened beforehand as well, uh, Rachel Ziegler was not invited to the Academy Awards. And then as it was aired and as sorry, as, as the headline went out from, I thought it was Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, one of the big ones. Um, as it was went out, 
she was then immediately re-invited. I was like, okay, so the star of your fucking movie, of, of one of the best picture winners, West Side Story. By the way, everyone else is there of, of from that film, but Rachel Zegler is not brought in or not at... Um, is not um, invited to the Oscars. And and bless her heart, she made a great joke about um, uh, not being invited to the Oscars. I think it was, um, I didn't know I didn't know I was going to be here two days ago, uh, six days ago or something, which, you know, she brushed it off really well. She made a great joke about that. I thought that was really well handled from her. Uh, take a hint, Will Smith, of um, how to handle that. And... Um, I thought that was that was one of the good parts, and um, I mean the Josh Brolin thing with uh, I think it was the sound design, the sound award, with uh, even though again that was one of the awards that were off screen, but they were given out pretty quickly uh, by Josh Brolin and Jason Moore. I thought that whole exchange was great. I <laughs> I thought that was very really funny. Brolin to give a fuck, dude. He don't, he, don't, <laughs> he just don't care. Um, yeah, so something else about the broadcast was um, in terms of the editing, um, Ariana DeBose run for Best Supporting act, um, Actress and um, as I think she was, she was my pick in prediction, I, I believe. And um, she was talking about what was so ironic about as well about this broadcast and about how they fuck every year they pander to all of these groups and, and, and the issues of the world. And look, yeah, yeah. They they need to be talked about, but like it's it's so fucking pandering every year. Um, she was talking about being a queer woman of woman of color, and the speech was cut. <laughs> the uh, she was literally in the middle of talking about that and how you know your voices can shine and uh, the the fucking in the broadcast that we got in Australia that speech was speech was cut. That bit was there was a cut, and then she, there was the end of her speech. So I don't know if that was um, a international thing or if that was just a uh, Channel 7 or 7 Plus. I wish it was 7 Plus uh, a thing. Um, but that really was weird to me. I was like, ironic that you're cutting, that's where you're cutting the the speech there when she's talking about a pretty important thing, that uh, so, something so personal to her that you decide to um, cut there. Um, yeah, uh, that was really stupid. Um Another thing that was really fucking stupid was the fan favorite moments and the movie, uh, the, I think it was the fan favorite movie or something. Um, they, was, they announced that there was going to be these new categories and it was going to be fan favorites and um, uh, fan moments or something like that. And it was all voted on Twitter. Now you, you do something on Twitter. Now I'm not a fart. I'm not part of, uh, <laughs> I said a fart. Um, I'm not a part of film Twitter. And I'm not really on there all the time. I'm, I'm on film Facebook, I guess. I don't really have Twitter. So um, they put the poll on there and that's how the, it's all uh, voted. And what a surprise that both Zack Snyder moments went, won those. Very random, especially there was the moments category, uh, the moments section where you get something, I think it was something from like years and years and years ago, and then you get something from like Endgame, like two fucking Disney movies, <laughs> Endgame and Spider-Man No Way Home. And then number one being the uh, the uh, the the moment where Barry enters the um, Speed Force in Justice League Snyder Cut. Um, and I was like, I was just thinking, I was like, what, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> 
fuck? What the what the fuck am I watching right now? Um, and then we get to another bit where it's the fan favorite movies, and then um, <laughs> and then Army of the Dead wins. <laughs> now look, if you liked Army of the Dead, that's great. Uh, um, I thought it was fine uh, at best. I thought it was pretty aggressively mediocre. I call it, but. <laughs> what what the fuck was this category man it it also really felt like the academy was like embarrassed of that like it was really quick it was kind of like shoehorned in it was like oh that's the thing that's the thing that wins and then like that's number one and then all right fuck quick get to the next uh get to the next award presenter um terrible don't do that again fucking stupid don't 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 do that again so fucking stupid <laughs> Um, and then just more stupid things. It's just the whole thing of how they wanted to keep the show down and 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 wanted to uh, cut time. Uh, uh, but then they decide to have first of all have three women host. I'm not saying um, uh, uh, I'm not saying because it's because they're women. It's like three people. I mean, you have Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, Regina Regina Hall, I think. And um, look, I I think. They're fine. I'm not really a fan of Amy Schumer, to be honest, but I like Wanda Sykes. I like Regina Hall. I think they're both pretty funny. Um, dare I say, very funny. Wanda Sykes especially has a great delivery. But when you force them to do these kind of jokes, it really doesn't feel that organic and it really destroys the energy. And look, there's been a few Oscars where that's been the thing with the host that just doesn't click and doesn't get it. Um they're, and they're just terrible, like, with that kind of forced joke writing. Um, they're much better with the whole um, improvisation or just going right off the cuff. Um, and you have these bits that were spread throughout the ceremony uh, that, again, took it over 40 minutes or 45 minutes around there. And that's so that's what I don't understand. <laughs> that's what I don't understand. I don't understand it i still think have a host because the hostless oscars were still weird to me they did feel a bit more streamlined according to some people but i still feel it was weird you gotta have an mc man you gotta have an mc just get a good one get a fucking get a really good one and get a get one that's really funny and is actually funny like get paul rudd just get paul rudd to host the oscars one year please um, it just doesn't work with all these bits and all these forced things like the whole oh, the, the fucking the bit where they came out on stage dressed up in their like the movie oh, their favorite movies of that year apparently uh, Wanda Sykes was Ken Richard you had uh, Regina Hall as Tammy, Tammy Faye and you had uh, Amy Schumer uh, as uh, uh, Spider-Man Spider-Man she came down as Spider-Man um, it was spraying wares and everything and then that's it that's the bit there's no like punchline or anything. That was it. They just came on stage. They did that for like a minute or so and kind of dragged it on, kept talking like, well, oh, this is crazy. I'm Tammy Faye with a doll. Um, yeah, no, stupid. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Uh, <laughs> that was a always funny podcast reference if no one picked that up. <laughs> um so 
Yeah, it just didn't really work. It didn't really work. It didn't feel organic. It felt really weird. It went over time. Uh, so great job with that one. Uh, good stuff. You really fixed fixed it, fixed the problems, didn't you? Um, and I think another thing I finally want to speak on is in terms of the bad stuff because we'll get to, there's good stuff here. Don't worry. <laughs> there's there's good stuff here. Um, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to the bad stuff. Uh, fear of the bad stuff. What really didn't work for me was the bit where Regina Hall caught on stage. I think it's Bradley Cooper, Timothy Chalamet, Tyler Perry, and uh, oh, who was it? Who was it? Was it Jason Momoa? I think it was Jason Momoa. I think again, and said there was something about a COVID test or something, and then um, had to check him for COVID, and it was clearly a, a, a reference to sex, and um, you know. Um, filling him up and everything and you know said something about uh uh i'm gonna feel your uh i'll feel the back of your throat with my tongue or something like that well you know know, that's all in good fun sure okay that's that was all like um you know that that, that was fine i was just like all right she's just doing a doing that bit and they're gonna go off stage and blah blah that's gonna end it but then she brings on um we had uh, Jason Momoa and Josh Brolin. Were they already on there for sound already? Or was that... I'm not too sure. But they were on stage. Oh, no, they came on to do sound. And then she came back on. And then she did the uh, the whole COVID joke thing again. But then proceeded to actually fill them up. And grope them. And... um. Yeah, I don't know if they were a part of that. I mean, if if, if they were uh, in in on that, like, okay, fine. But I don't know, man. It still made me quite uncomfortable um, watching it. Um, so there's a real, like, really problem with, like, double standards, this whole ceremony. And it really fucking rubbed me the wrong way and made me uncomfortable. Um, and normally I don't really, like... Normally I'm not, I'm not really uh, that... I guess, uh, affected by it, I guess, or, um, but when you're, um, when you're doing that, uh, especially on live TV, especially during the Oscars and you're saying this thing about, um, making jokes about, uh, you know, if it was the shoe was on the other foot, for example, um, and then you're, um, consi- you know, doing this to two men and you're, you're filling them up and you're groping them up, um, and look, I could be wrong. There was, there was, it was probably scripted. They probably gave consent. It still made me uncomfortable, man, as a viewer. It just made me uncomfortable. And it just was just like, are they just going to allow this to happen on stage? And uh, evidently, yes. Uh, they will allow touching, physical touching, groping, and violence. So... Again, I talk about I bring up about the priorities of the academy where, where they lie, where what what their, um, what their um, what they're what they're trying to work out here, what they what they're trying to um, convey to us, because um, this is what's going to get them. Were they trying to get more ratings? I guess by doing all this, I, I don't know. I know they're trying to get more of a ratings push, but really, year by year, they fucking miserably fail. Um. And it's just, so just don't do that. I just cut out, cut out all the silly bits. You don't need all the silly shit in between all these awards. Um, because let's just get to, let's get to the good stuff of the Oscars now. And, and, and what actually, 
what I actually really liked about the ceremony, as I what I what I normally like about the ceremony is is the you know the minus Will's speech, like all the really nice speeches that were given. I really liked Ariana DeBose's speech. I really liked um, Jessica Chastain's speech. I really liked uh, Questlove's speech. I really liked Troy Kotzer's speech. It was a fucking beautiful speech from uh, Troy Kotzer for um, from um, and those those are the moments you know that. That I watched the Oscars for. It's not for like the host fucking around. I'm just there to see really great movies get awarded and given, not even getting awarded, just given the recognition they deserve and highlight some other movies that maybe other some people haven't seen that year and um, maybe didn't need to check out. Because um, I still think there is some merit to the Oscars. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll dig into that later on after I talk about the winners and everything. But I'll, I'll, I'll stand by it. There, there is some merit still to these Oscars. But it's only when you focus on those things, that's when it really is allowed to shine through. And But then you choose to completely fuck that over by making stupid bitch and... and sorry. <laughs> stupid bitch, whoa. Um, stupid bits and... Um, and allowing certain things to happen on stage uh, that are just fucking weird. Don't just don't do that. Just weird, bro. Don't do that. Um. So yeah, let's let's get to the uh, the uh, the winners. Sorry, I keep moving around a lot. Um. Let's get to the uh, the winners. So yes, we did start off with the technical categories, and as I predicted, Dune would sweep. Uh, it got best sound. I'm pretty sure that was my pick and prediction. Um, documentary short subject went to Queen of Basketball. Uh, best animated short film went to um, oh, what's going on here? Uh, best animated short film went to the um, Windshield Wiper. Best live action film went to The Long Goodbye. Best original score went to Dune uh, for Hans Zimmer. I said it was going to be Power of the Dog, or I wanted Power of the Dog to win. But I had a feeling like Dune would probably take that anyway. I said uh, film editing for Joe uh, Joe Walker. Um, did I say that? I said yeah. I said uh, Joe Walker would get it for film editing. That's that was my pick and prediction. Um, production design I said was going to go to Dune. I think as well, but it could have been between West Side Story or maybe Nightmare Alley. I I I show I shown a light I guess. Um, I talked about how Norm Riley had great production design, but I, I knew it was going to go to do it anyway. Uh, best makeup and hairstyling, I said it was going to get eyes of Tammy Faye. It was either between that or maybe the shock win was going to be House of Gucci, but it ended up going to Tammy Faye. Um, best supporting actress, again, went to Ariana DeBose. Great speech. Haven't seen West Side Story. She sounds like a lovely person, so um, very happy about that. Uh, cinematography went to Greg Fraser for Dune. It was great to see his speech as well as a good speech. And uh, Dune is fantastic and looks amazing. So that's well-deserved there. Visual effects, as it should have went to Dune, it went to Dune. So that is well-deserved for that one as well. Uh, best animated feature film went to Encanto. I really had it in for Mitchell's Man. I have really had it for Mitchell's The Machines. And I did say that on the podcast last night as well, that I really wanted to go to Mitchell's The Machines. But I changed my predictions when the ceremony started. And I changed it to Encounter because I was like, they're going to give it to Encounter. They just are. They're just going to give it to Encounter. And they fucking did. So, look, I haven't seen Encounter. I've I've heard great things. um, But 
Dude, Disney dominates this category. There is only two other films here that are not Disney made. Flea and Mitchell's vs. the Machines. And Mitchell's vs. the Machines, I think, has much more imaginative animation and just has a really um, great story as well about um, filmmaking and family and very imaginative, such an imaginative film. Um, I yet, I'm yet to see Flea, so I can't, I, like I said, I couldn't talk about Flea. And um, Encanto, I haven't, um, I've seen bits of Encanto, I haven't, but I haven't seen all of it. But um, look, I, I liked it, but I knew it was going to get, I liked what I saw and I knew it was going to get a uh, winner. But man, it would have been nice to see if it was the first machines take that. Uh, best Supporting Actor. Now, this is where I was really wrong because I said it was going to be Cody Spivik Fee and I stood by that. I honestly haven't been looking, oh, sorry, not honestly, I obviously haven't been looking at what's been happening at the awards uh, circuit and everything very, like, more closely than I um, usually do because Troy Kotzer got it for Coda and, yeah, he, was, he had a great speech too and the scene I did watch was a really good scene as well. Um, it's a really good scene. I've noticed that these scenes go on a bit longer as well when they show the uh, the whole spotlight on, on the actor when they um, uh, announced the nominee. So that was cool to see. And yeah, look, he gave a great speech. I'm also yet to see Coda. So I mean, after the Best Picture win, I'm definitely going to have to watch it now, right? Um, I just played at Sundance in 2020, I believe. 2021? Oh, sorry, that was 2021. Played Sundance in 2021. Uh, Apple bought it, and I think it was the biggest sale because Palm Springs used to hold that award uh, when it was bought by Amazon. And um, it was uh, Apple TV Plus broke that record, I think. I think it was like 69 cents that Palm Springs broke that record, but then Apple TV Plus was like 29 point something million, I think was bought for at Sundance. And uh, yeah, Apple TV Plus... Bought Coda. It's on Apple TV Plus if you want to watch it now. And um, apparently, I mean, according to the Academy, Troy Kotzer, best supporting actor. He's apparently really good in it. Um, but yeah, I was thinking I was going to go to Cody Spring with Fee. Um, but he's a very, in that movie, he's very um, subtle and very subdued, very nuanced. And sometimes the Academy really doesn't see that as acting. And they're just like, well, what about the most acting, though? And they just nominate that and have that win. So uh, next one, the best international feature film. I said Drive My Car. I believe I said Drive My Car. Is it going to be between that or Worst Person in the World? Uh, but very happy to see Drive My Car win. Not happy about them trying to fucking play off Rizuka Kamaguchi. Um, and he even said, one moment, please. And I think he was about to speak again, but they played him off anyway. Um, so again, great job, great fucking job, Academy. Um, best costume design went to Cruella, Jenny Beaven. I, uh, I, I, I quickly predicted that, so I, I, uh, I knew that was going to um, take that. Really, that was a shoe in for uh, Cruella. Um, best original screenplay. Now, I said Rickerish Pizza or Worst Person in the World, and I really wanted to go to either one of those two. I would have been happy with any of them, really. Um, but then I went to Belfast, written by Kenneth Branagh. Um, okay, okay, all right, I think I should have went to Worst Person in the World, or, I, 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 it would have been really cool to see Worst Person in the World get that, um, your home trio to take that, um, home, 
But, all right. Uh, best adapted screenplay. Again, I thought I was going to get a coat. Uh, not coat. I thought I was going to get a Power of the Dog. Because um, Power of the Dog, out of the 12 awards it was nominated, it only won one. And I really thought it would, if while, while the show was still going on, I was thinking, okay, it's not winning all the awards. <laughs> it's not winning the awards I thought it would be winning. It's definitely going to win uh, adapted screenplay and then director. And then possibly, I still have a best picture. But uh, obviously, everything changed. Uh, so best adapted screenplay went to Coda uh, by Sean Hader. And uh, yeah, look, I'm, ha- I'm happy for it. I'm, I'm happy for it. I'm not mad about it. That's the thing. I'm not mad about Coda getting best picture or screenplay or Troy Kotzer getting it because it's a cheerful movie I've heard and um, it looks really delightful. It really just looks like a formulaic Oscar movie, to be honest, but it looks delightful. It looks like a crowd pleaser, so I'm not I'm not mad about it. People say it's a very sweet movie as well. It looks like a sweet movie. So I'm not going to be mad about it. It's not a green book situation, you know? Um, so then we got a best documentary feature. Uh, went to Summer of Soul. Uh, I thought it was going to go to Flea, to be honest. I really thought it was going to go to Flea, but it went to Summer of Soul. And uh, I'm happy with that. I'm actually quite happy with that because I really, really liked Summer of Soul. I thought it was a great documentary. For Questlove did a amazing job with that documentary. It's a groovy documentary. Um, and uh, a great, groovy and great. <laughs> Two Gs uh, for Summer of Soul. That's that's my review. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, in in all honesty, in all seriousness, uh, very happy for Summer of Soul to take that. And what a great speech from Questlove. Um, best original song went to No Time to Die. I think I believe I predicted to go to that uh, for it to go to that or um, Dos Origitas, but it went to No Time to Die, and I'm happy with that. Very very happy with that. And what a great performance from Billie Eilish and Phineas as well. What a, what a really really great performance. I really, really liked the performance of Dodo Sargitas as well. Um, and uh, really passionate performance. Loved the dances as well. And uh, yeah, I after hearing it, I'm like, oh, this is a really lovely song, actually. Uh, so I wouldn't be mad if they actually won Best Song. But my, my peak and prediction was No Time to Die. And No Time to Die did take that. A, a first nomination and a first win for Billie Eilish. It's a good honor. Um, best director went to Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. Again, well-deserved as it fucking should have been. Uh, I didn't mention in my part one, but I wanted to mention just a snub that should have been there. And it should have been, uh, like I said, I've, but I do believe there should have been, I said that there should have been about 10 slots for best director. And Denis Villeneuve should have been in there for Dune, but he wasn't. And look, that's just what happened. But I am happy about Jane Campion getting Power of the Dog. That marks a second time in a row a woman has run um, Best Director, a female filmmaker has won Best Director, and that's fucking great. That's just great. She did, she did an excellent job in Power of the Dog. She made a great movie and handled it so well. And I love the speech too. It was a great speech. Um, yeah, so that was that was really good to see. Um, best lead actor went to Will Smith, as like, as I talked about before. Should have went to Andrew Garfield, but that's just me. Um, best lead actress went to Jessica Chastain. This is not one I am particularly cranky about either, because I thought she was great in Eyes of Tammy Faye, and that was a kind of underseen film from last year, and maybe more people will seek it out after uh, the this win from Jessica. 
And I thought her speech was great. I really liked her speech. Like I said, I really, my pick and prediction was all the way it was going to be Kristen Stewart for Spencer. I still think that is my favorite performance of last year. I still stand by it. I still believe that should have won. Um, she should have won, but not mad about just Chastain winning. Um, she's still really good in Temi phase, so I'm not mad about that at all. And finally, the big award of the night went to Coda um, for Best Picture. I, we really thought, guys, we really thought the pair of the dog had this in the bag, that it was going to get run away with this. But Coda, man, it won the PGA, and then it comes out of nowhere and wins. Well, it doesn't really come out of nowhere because I just said it won the fucking PGA. But it just, it has the shock win, man. It comes in and it wins it. And look, I'm not mad about it either because what a great spotlight for deaf people and um, how talented they can be and how talented they are. Um, and um, yeah, like looks like I have to watch it now. Um so just just to see what all the fuss is about. I just remember watching the trailer and just thinking, um, and then just seeing all the things coming out of Sundance and everyone's reactions to it. The saying was just like, yeah, it was it was very sweet, but it was very formulaic. It was a very thing, um, very easy, digestible film to get through. And uh, I don't know, man. Those are just those are fun at times, but they're also not my favorite type of films. Um, and I just I just need to be more exciting. These are such safe choices in here and um i just need more exciting stuff you know films that grip you films that take you by the shoulders and just say hey look at me now you fucking look at me i'm a movie and uh i go okay all right okay and then i finish and then i'm like well that certainly was a movie um, so yeah, that's really my thoughts on all the winners and everything and, and, uh, and, and how I felt about all that stuff. Um, I think I'm, I hope I'm not forgetting anything here. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. This is what I wanted to finish with. So overall, it was a weird ceremony, the 94th Academy Awards, um, another weird one that's that whole slap situation is probably going to top the whole La La Land uh, fucking Moonlight mix up so that's well done I guess if you're going for that spot um, to take that because this is not going to be forgotten for a very long time and to do that on again the most watched most prestigious award show yeah wow uh, just an odd Weird ceremony. And again, my only feedback, cut the bits. Still continue like recognizing these films and, and, and recognizing these people. Um, cut the bits. Cut the shit. Uh, <laughs> why does that sound like it's on like a t-shirt or something? Um, yeah, pretty much just what I said. And um, don't let A-star elites get away with this type of fucking bullshit, man. Just don't. What kind of message are you sending to people? Um, I do want to finish with something that um, I've been thinking about for a while and, and, and what I've been thinking about the last, really the last few years of the Academy Awards and the Oscars and everything. And um, there's a whole argument that it goes around and saying, well, the Academy Awards are fucking, they're, they just, they're just a talent show. They're just, they give out the talent. And yeah, I, I did, I did used to think that. I'm like, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's a whole talent thing. It's a whole like echo chamber, but 
I still watch it and I still um, love award season. I did mention that in the last podcast as well, but I've been writing down these thoughts for a bit. And um, yeah, some of the some of the ceremony is that, but that's the worst part of the ceremony opinion when you're just showering these fucking elite um, celebrities and just what they already have, they know they're the shit. So why you need to tell them more, I guess. Um, what I look at the Oscars more about is it gives people a chance for people to see that there are other movies out there that, that, that are not being uh, watched, that are, that are, that are to- less talked about. And I know it was made as a joke during the ceremony from Regina Hall, that CD copy. Last Jewel was one of them that no one saw last year that was actually really good. And... Um, was actually in my honorable mentions for 2021. Um, it was like movies like that. Like you see something like let's let's look at these oh, these best picture for example. Um, Coda, for example, even though it's playing on Apple TV Plus, um, I know that word, we just talked about Coda, but Coda, for example, not, you know, not playing on Apple TV Plus. Um, I, I I talked to my family about they haven't heard about Coda, they haven't heard about that stuff. But they now they might seek that out and say, okay, well, that, if that's been gotten, that has gotten best picture, that must be a well-deserved thing. Um, after Parasite won in twenty twenty, people, more people watch Parasite, and as deservedly so, as that film should be getting more recognition, um, it deserves all that recognition. More people watch Parasite. More people have gotten into watching foreign films and and international features. Um, you look at Drive My Car, talk home international feature film, and then having a um, having a spot in the best picture race. Um, little little tangent, but I do think more international features should be put in the best picture category. Uh, but that that's just that's just what what I think. I think worst person in the world should be in there actually. But um, and fuck it, Titane as well. Um, but you know that's just. That's his little old cold. Anybody thinks about that stuff. <laughs> uh, it's three AM, guys. I'm getting tired. Uh, so, I still think it gives people a chance to seek out those movies, and it really is about um, celebrating these these type of movies and and um, giving people a, a, a more of a chance to discover them. That's what I'm trying to say. More of a chance to discover them. It also gives a spotlight to independent films as well. Like you look at the short films, for example. Even though I I don't um, talk about the short films much um, because I don't really have access to most of them, uh, you still maybe you will get access to them afterwards and then go and seek them out and say, okay, why did the windshield wiper guest uh, get best um, animated short film or why did the long uh, was it the longer buy? I think it was a longer buy, right? Uh, live action, sure, where are ya? Uh, yeah, Longer Buy. Why, why did the Longer Buy get, um, um, the nominated in one? Oh, Reason Med's in that? Okay, I might check that out. Um, take for example, um, Taika Waititi with, uh, his short film that he won his Oscar for. Uh, I believe it's, uh, uh what's it called, um, I had this written down and then, because the thing is, I wrote it down and then I was like, I'll remember what this is. 
but little did I know that I would not remember. Uh, I think it was two cars and something like that. Something about two cars. Two cars, one night. That's it. Uh, yeah, two cars, one night, which is an excellent short film, by the way. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's really fucking good. Um, that one, Tiger, you know, his um, uh, Oscar for short film. Because let's say you win an award, it gives people a chance to seek you out and see that you are talented, that you can make something good and allow you to and give you more opportunities to make something even better. Uh, after two cars, um, two cars, one night, Tyke obviously went on to make, uh, you know, Boy, Eagle versus Shark. Um, the rest of his movies that everyone definitely knows about, like Jojo Rabbit, fucking Hunt for the Wilder People, um, and look at him now in the MCU. Like it's it's gonna it gives people an opportunity to extend their talent and make something um, more, and allow to show what else they can really do, or what else they can um, bring to everyone that not another person is going to do. It just gives more people more opportunities to um, to keep making shit, man, to keep creating. Um. And I, I still think, as much as I say, like you, every year you talk about snubs, you talk about um, uh, what should be rightly deserved, what should be rightly nominated. I, I mentioned that I'm not mad about Coda winning Best Picture because maybe it was rightly, maybe it was rightly nominated. It looks like a really nice film. It looks like a cheerful film. It looks like a very sweet movie. And the majority seems to think that that is a uh, that is a, that is a really good movie. Because if you look at, again, if you look at the race here, if you look at the best picture race, for example, I think they mostly got it right here, With even though there should have been uh, more international features, in my opinion. Uh, I think they got it right here, uh, except Don't Look Up. I don't know what the fuck that's. <laughs> Replace Don't Look Up with Worst Person in the World. Um, drive My Car. Dune, King uh, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Night Rally, Power of the Dog, West Side Story. I haven't seen West Side Story. Heard it's brilliant. Heard it's really good. Uh, no, it's Steven Spielberg. Of course it's going to happen. It's fucking Steven Spielberg. He's a legendary filmmaker. Uh, right, and rightly so. He's a, he's a master of his craft. But um, yes, there is always going to be the... Predictable ones. There's always going to be the crowd places that are always nominated, but there's also going to be other movies that are still rightly there, that rightly should be there, that sh- that are rightly nominated because they actually are fucking good. Um, look at Shape of Water winning fucking Best Picture. Like fuck yeah, that's awesome. Look at be- look at Parasite winning Best Picture. How fucking awesome is that? More people that movie wins. And more people seek out Parasite. Not only seek out Parasite, they go and seek out more international features and give those people more of a platform to show what they can fucking do and to bring it to more of a wider audience. Um, so I still think the Oscars have merit and have a place. And But, just, but when you fucking shower it with this shallow bullshit with this pandering fucking bullshit, you lose interest. That's why everyone says you're a fucking joke because you powder, powder it and you sprinkle it with all of this little shit fucking 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of like an ingredient or something. Uh, stuff in between. That's just not necessary, man. When you have the right juice there, where am I going with this? <laughs> when you have, you know, when you when you have uh, everything there in front of you, that can be fun. That can be uh, celebrated. So that's what I think. That's that's I, I, that's how I feel about all this. And I'm sorry this went over time. I didn't think this was going to go this long, but man, this took me on a journey. This this took us all on a journey, I think. And um, yeah, if you've still if you've been listening to this ramble for like an hour and what is it nine minutes now? Thank you so much. But um, but also I'm sorry. <laughs> Um. Yeah. It. What a what a journey this was. What a what a really odd Academy Awards. It's gonna be weird, but then it just it it really just looks like it's gonna course correct, and then something happens, and then there's like some sort of fucking force outside that's just like nope, and then just fucking throws a spanner in those works, you know. Um. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, that's what I think about the 94th Academy Awards. Uh, yeah, this is the part two, the end of part two of the um, podcast. I'm not going to say anything else. I hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, what did you think about all this? Reach out to me. Let me know. It's going to be all in the show notes where you can get to me. And um, yeah, I was wrong about the last episode as well. I will see you. Um, uh, that was episode 98. I thought it was 99. It was it was 98. So there's going to be one more episode and then we're going to have our hopefully prolific, I don't know what's going to go, man, but uh, excellent, I've got good plans, I've got exciting plans, 100th episode of this podcast. Um, but we're, there's still another one to go and I have an idea of what I want to do for that one anyway. I think it's just going to be a little bit of housekeeping, but I think it's still important to talk about as well. So uh, I will talk to you then. Guys, stay safe. Thank you for listening. Don't be Will Smith. Just just don't. <laughs>